Welcome to the Functional Fitness Podcast with hosts Dave and Paul. This podcast will cover topics on training, nutrition, and mindset with a sprinkle of interesting guests to motivate and inspire you to live a fitter, healthier, happier lifestyle and have fun doing it. There it is. Welcome back again to the Functional Fitness Podcast. Delighted today to be joined by Evan Regan from Evan Regan Nutrition. Um, Evan has been doing some amazing work. Make sure you check him out on Instagram for unlimited recipes and really tasty food. In this episode, we just wrap about uh, nutrition, the best practices that you can have during lockdown and everything else in between. So we hope you enjoy. Delighted to have Evan Regan on the line. Thank you, Evan, for your time. I suppose just give us, for people that might not know you, give us a wee bit of background into what you've, what you've done with your life. Thanks for having me on here, Dave. Um, yeah, so a small bit about me is I play, obviously, Gaelic football with yourself, with the Stevenites. Played for Mayo for a good few years, uh, on and off. I'm now working with them as uh, the performance nutritionist for, for the senior team, the ladies team, and do bits with the hurling and the underage as well. Right. Um, yeah, so I kind of, I only started my own Evan Regan Nutrition, a uh, very original name, um, <laughs> back in. That was going to be my first question. Where did you <laughs> <laughs> I said, I go simple, I go simple, wouldn't complicate it too much. Hey, um, yeah, so I work, I started that in July and I work um, kind of online or in person. Well, I was working in person until the last couple of weeks with people, kind of one, one-to-one consultations. Um, variety of people from everyday just general health to high-end performance type of stuff as well so it's um yeah based out of the castle bar there in Lachlan a couple of days a week so that's what i've been doing good man um you had a normal job before you were self-employed what was the switch over like what was the the change over from being employed to being self-employed yeah, um, it was a tough one to be honest. Yeah, it was very tough to, to kind of. I was working in a, in a pharmaceutical company in Westport and like a really good company, uh, very steady. You know, there was a lot of benefits to it, but I was only, I think it was only last year, really, or two years ago now. So I was coming 25 and um, I decided I, I'd have done a year and a half and I decided I just had to had to leave it. I suppose it wasn't, I knew then it wasn't really for, for me what I wanted to do. Um, I had studied nutrition, I'd studied health, SNC, that side of stuff as well. So I kind of, I knew I had to obviously take the leap at some stage. So um, I suppose the hardest thing from the transfer was that throughout education and all the courses and that, like they teach you a lot of information, obviously about the practical side of it, but they don't teach you anything about the business side of it. And that was a huge challenge. Yeah. You know, going from these courses that were all so health related to basically being thrown in at the deep end, how to set up a business, you know, and you're not really prepared for it. But um, it's something you just learn all the time That's from, from people who, who've done it. It's that mental switch as well, isn't it? Like tying it with, I'm leaving this to, it comes back to a lot of nutrition as well. Like with people that we've seen that have been successful and then people that maybe aren't that successful. It's that mental switch. And when you've made that switch and made that commitment, you just got to roll with it, don't you? You just got to go. Yeah, you just go with it. Like, and I think football and sports in general was such a big help because for years from, so my first year of Mayo was when I was 2012, so I was only 18. And, you know, you're thrown into that kind of level of environment that 
you're always looking for small areas to improve. So it's tiny percentages here and there. And I think that was something that definitely transferred into my personal life massively. Like, you know, yeah. I think I was never really that into school or studying, but I think once the sport and career and stuff like that ramped up, I started to look for percentages outside of sport and in my personal life as well. So I think that was a huge, had a massive impact on, I suppose, overall desire and drive and yeah, be yeah. able to take that leap. You know, we were at such a high high level of performance so early on that there was no real way you were going to escape that going forward, was there? No, um, it's brilliant to have that transfer as well. A little bit of one off the off the subject. What would be your greatest sporting memory with Mayo? I'm throwing that one at you now, but what would be your greatest sport memory? What's the one thing that oh, you look back <laughs> career that you were like, fucking hell, that was deadly. Um, I think well. That's completely yeah. Oh, yeah, on the spot, there's there's one. I suppose looking back now, obviously I came on the All Ireland final in 2016. Um, yeah, so that was probably looking back. That was probably the the highlight of it all. Yeah. But the unfortunate thing is that I came on and ended up getting knocked out, so I can't remember any of it. Oh yeah. So um, yeah. The footballer, I think I've ever played with the most injury yeah. prone Mayo player that there ever was. <laughs> like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's amazing though that is good that is good um right look if we get into it that's the background yeah. the background section done right um so i suppose you, you put up some instagram posts there evan's instagram is really good what's your instagram handle <laughs> evan regan nutrition <laughs> i don't know if they're going to be able to get that into i don't know but anyways um, i suppose the situation that we find ourselves in we don't really know how it's going to unfold. I think everyone's in the same boat, but um, obviously there's going to be a lot more time spent around the house and there's going to be a lot more time idle. So I suppose just looking at the nutrition side of things, what would be like your main tips for um, people in isolation and going forward over the next few weeks, I suppose? Yeah, I think the big thing is to try and, you know, maintain the routine that you're, you're used to. A lot of people are obviously saying that at the moment, but it is really, really important because for example, if you have a very, if you're used to being very active at your job and the next thing you're going to be in a very sedentary lifestyle, or if you have a high, you're very highly active going to the, the likes your set, your clients going to the gym a lot. And the next thing, you know, you're thrown in and you can't get, get there. So you're not as active as you were. So it's trying to be creative, do the workouts at home, get out for a walk, get out for a run, just do what you can um, to kind of retain that, you know, energy, you know, burning stuff like that so it's really really important and um, from a nutrition side of things it's i suppose staying away from the processed foods the big threat that's going to come to people now is time because you know when you have that bit more time in the evening bit fatigued lazy you're going to be picking at the wrong side of stuff so it's about being prepared staying away from the processed foods as much as possible trying to get a good source of protein in each main meal and snack really important one to keep you fuller for longer yeah um also, you're obviously the ability to grow, recover, repair, all that side of things. Yeah. Um, simple thing, like it, it really comes back to the basics. Having plenty of color and variety is massive. It has to be, you know, your dinners, your breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. There should be loads of variety, loads of color in all those meals. The knock-on effects that has is huge. Not just from, you know, performance side of things, but your fiber intake goes up, your gut health gets better. You know, once your gut health is better, you're, you start producing more serotonin, has a positive effect on your mental health. So the knock-on effects of having these very, very simple 
steps, very simple tips, mm-hmm. but implementing them consistently is huge. Um, staying away from the processed stuff, mm-hmm. trying to, the carbohydrate is, is the hardest one. So if you're used to being very active, say from the likes of us, if we're training, we'd, we'd have a higher carbohydrate kind of requirement. If you're training yeah. a lot. But with that bit of a reduced intake or reduced exercise level at the moment, we need to kind of cut back in a couple of areas. And that's a, a fairly easy one to cut back on. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? Healthy fats, you know, it's something to include as well. So are you getting in nuts and seeds, avocados, uh, healthy fish, so salmon, tuna, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, very important over the next while. So it really comes down to the variety and just the consistency of hitting the targets. Yeah, and being fucking prepared that you have them three meals, getting yourself into that routine that... I'm eating breakfast, I'm eating lunch, I'm eating dinner, and there's protein in each one of them. For me, the biggest thing when, when I hear about people snacking and people like, obviously we've got more time in our hands and it's, it's a little bit harder, but if we can split our protein evenly throughout the day and mm. get them at each one of the meals, as you said, it's gonna feel fu- you're going to feel fuller for longer. It's going to stop you fucking reaching for sugar or reaching for something else because you will be satiated. You'll be... Exactly, satiated. yeah. Do you know? Yeah, um, and if you can put like a time frame on it, so... Like, it's not that we're doing any sort of intermittent fasting or any of that side of things. It's just, yeah. if you can eat in a 12-hour window, very simple, 12-hour window. So if you have your first meal at nine in the morning, you have your last meal before nine at night, very simple. Eat every three hour, three to four hours in between that. Keep the, as you said, protein distribution, looking at 20, minimum 20 grams per, per meal, um, just to keep that kind of muscle protein synthesis going throughout the day. Give your body what it needs so it's not going to be susceptible to going into you know looking for cravings yeah that's yeah. The, the key yeah and then the big thing obviously with protein and carbs as well four grams per every uh four calories per every one gram mm. but we're to eat 100 grams of protein throughout the day as you said it might come in two three four meals and we're highly satiated exactly of fucking carbohydrates is a half of mars bar or whatever it means. exactly yeah yeah no 100 percent. yeah it is it's it's definitely the key during this time it's the key really at any time like a lot of people are always asking about if you're looking to lose weight and a lot of the research out there at the moment is that 25 in around 25 percent of the weight if people are looking to lose weight 25 yeah. percent of that is coming from muscle and we don't realize the knock-on effects that that has because yeah. Say for every for every gram of muscle you or every kg on your body that's muscle will use or that will use th- around thirteen calories per day. Okay. So if you think about that in terms of if you have forty kg of muscle mass on your body, right? Yeah. And each one of those kg is burning thirteen calories a day. That's just over five hundred calories a day is coming because just because you have muscle on your body. Yeah. But if you start losing muscle, you're losing weight, yes, but you're also losing your body isn't burning as many calories as it was before. Yeah, so another huge reason why we need protein to maintain the muscle mass exactly. already done from our sessions and from training well. Yeah, it's, it's massive. Like, it really is the key. And if you look at protein, carbohydrates, and fats, protein is the one that actually, by eating it, your body uses more calories to digest it. So first of all, yeah, by having more protein, you're going to keep your muscle mass. You're going to keep your metabolism higher. Your body is going to use more calories. But then by eating protein as well, you're also going to, like, it forces your body to actually use more energy to digest the protein you're eating. So it's, it really has a, a massive knock-on effect. The thermic effect of food, isn't it? Stuff exactly, like yeah. Yeah, um, without getting too complex, yeah. Yes. 
would you um, would you recommend for your weight loss clients? Would you recommend they obviously exercise as well along with it? The majority, I would imagine. But would you recommend a whey protein supplement after workouts or during the days or on days off and stuff like that? It would always be like I'd always try and recommend a food first. In the ideal world, everything is brilliant. We hit 20 grams of protein, 25 at each meal and snack. But for people working, busy lives, kids, all that sort of thing, yeah. like it, it mightn't be sustainable all the time. So yeah, protein powders can work. Not the first priority I'd be looking at, but yeah, they can work and they can bridge that gap. It's better than like it's better than leaving a five or six hour gap in your day without eating anything. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the big thing is as well, like just with the weight loss side of stuff, like it's grand having the nutrition right or the training, but like especially if you're in a calorie deficit and you're looking to lose weight, the be the best two things you can do is resistance train and keep your protein intake high. The two of them will result in you'll have actually more muscle mass, you'll force your body to use fat, and you'll lose fat rather than muscle. So that's really what it comes down to. It's, it's when you break it down very simply. Lovely, lovely. Just talk to us there about one of the words you said, the biggest fucking two buzzwords in the fitness industry for the last year, calorie deficit. Just kind of give them a layman's view of what a calorie deficit is. Yeah, so basically, your body will have a certain amount of calories that it uses every single day. Just uses... Just that may be to run your heart, your brain, muscles, as I said earlier on. So that's basically what your calories are going to use every day. You're going to have a certain amount of them. You can increase that based on if you're a very active person or decrease it if you're being very sedentary. So if you have an office job, you're going to be burning less calories. If you're a gym instructor, you're going to be burning more calories. So a calorie deficit then refers to basically taking in less calories every day that your body needs. That will force your body then to use the calories or energy or fat that is in already in your body for energy. So that's how you kind of lose weight or lose fat over a long period of time. Yeah. Very simply, yeah. And if you couple that with training, you're obviously going to burn more calories while we're training. And then if we can get our calories in the right place, we can stay. Exactly. Yeah. The training, the training basically, like people think, some people think that, you know, I do a load of training, so therefore I can do what I want with nutrition. But you know, the training and the exercise should be supplementing your general movement. It's, yeah. not, it's not a free-for-all because I exercise, I can go home and do what I want. It should be a supplement on top of go your to general the, activity. Take away that night. Exactly. After yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking gym on sound. Yeah, yeah uh, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. But And not that you can't have any, you know, it's not that like, I'm not, you know, I don't eat perfectly all the time either. Like, it's yeah. everyone is human and you have to have a bit of, I suppose something that you like the odd time, but it's just everything in moderation and getting the balance, finding the balance. Where exactly. You're yeah. Getting results, but you still feel like you can, you're enjoying it. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the people are always, one of the questions we used to get years and years ago, what's the best diet for fat loss? What's the best mm -hmm. diet for losing weight? You know? And it's, it's simply the one you can stick to the longest. That's yeah. Really fucking results. 100%. It's like every first, it's the first question out of people's mouths when, yeah. when I meet them is what diet should I be on? And, it yeah, really is like the other first question to ask you what's the best food for me <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i know it's crazy but um that's just the way it is and i think social media has probably played its part in that um, yeah and media in general really just pushing out different ideas and yeah it's it's the balance side of things is getting a little bit more to the forefront people are understanding a little bit more i think when mm. people can understand calorie deficits and i know people hate counting calories and stuff like that but at the end of the day you need to know 
your numbers for a certain amount of time mm. for you to be successful or else you're always going to be guessing, you know? Mm. Um, and the other thing, people don't necessarily like tracking their numbers unless they're bloody accountants or working a bank or something like that. But the majority of people I met don't want to count their calories. Do you have any way that you could like help people who didn't want to count their calories to still be, or does it just fall back into what we're talking about? If they have enough protein, if they're not wasting shitloads of them on lattes and fucking scones and whatever else. Mm -hmm. um, but do you have any ways for things for people that don't want to count calories, how they could kind of be more conscious of the amount they're taking in, I suppose? Yeah, like I think there is definitely big benefits to counting calories for a short period of time. It's not something I ever have anybody do for longer than a couple of weeks. It's, and it's only, it's not really for my benefit. It's more for theirs. It's an education, a way of educating yourself on your intake. Pure so, awareness, like pure awareness. Yeah. Any of the teams that I've worked with is they've all done it for a couple of weeks and you'd be so surprised of people that you think they'll be at a really, really high level of what they learned about what they were doing. So it's um, definitely something yeah. I'd advise doing for a short period of time. But after that, really, it's about, I suppose like the variety, like we talked about earlier on, do you have a good source of protein? So say for example, rough estimation, your palm size will be for protein roughly. Okay. Fist size would be vegetables. You'd have two of those per meal. Um, cupped handful would be carbohydrate. And then your thumb would be for fat. Okay. So for women, it'd be kind of one of each of those and then two fists of vegetables. And for men, that can be two of each throughout the course but to put that how does that look then in terms of dinner for example so a dinner plate if you just had two fistfuls of vegetables again good variety in color that's half your plate you have a cupped handful of carbohydrates so a bit of sweet potato rice pasta noodles things like that um palm size of protein can be more here depending on your kind of training level as well so that could be like a chicken fillet for example very simply like very simply um oil or you could use olive oil then for a healthy fat, a small bit of avocado. If you're having a salad, adding in some nuts. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be anything too complex. Just yeah. really is the, the basics done really well over a long period of time is, is where it's at. But um, yeah, you don't need to be tracking everything perfectly because at the end of the day, everyone is different. We don't know. It's not an exact, we don't have an exact calculation for what's going on in somebody's body. You know, we've estimations. So it's about being consistent with what you're doing seeing is it working for you over a long period of time and adjusting as you go along. Cool. The Alpha had uh, an operation there before, before Christmas and uh, he wasn't able to train. I don't know it was an operation, what the fuck he had. He wasn't able to train anyways for a month. So I put him counting his calories. Yeah. Down fucking eight, right? yeah. <laughs> My granny's day, right? We were in the house one Sunday there the other day. And my granny goes, how many calories are in this? She's 87 <laughs> years old. <laughs> so it's like it's one or the other with calories. Yeah, some people absolutely love it. And some people just cannot get their heads around it at all. But as you said, mm. if you can do it for two weeks, just to build awareness, because yeah. the alpha, again, going back to the alpha, he's like, do you know how many calories are in this? Do you know how many calories are in that? Yeah, like, that's it. For yeah. Me, like, how many calories are in these things? And I'm like, pure, it's just pure awareness. Like, at least you know that now. And then you can make an educated guess on to or an educated decision exactly, yeah. i'm going to have this or i'm not if you had calories to play with in your deficit so if my deficit was 2000 calories and i ate 1500 calories am i okay to fill that 500 up with something that would be considered as a bad food or treat or whatever yeah like again i'd be saying as much as possible no 
but it's not going to be detrimental to anything. You know, it's not like, unless you're training for something that's extremely yeah. high level or yeah. you need to be in a serious physique for it. Yeah. And no, it's not going to have any massive impact. It's just having it in moderation. It's not something that, okay, I'm going to cut back early in the day so that I can go home now and have a yeah. tub of ice cream. You know, yeah. it's, it's just being mindful around what you're eating. And again, understanding, you know, that appreciation you're on about for calories. Like, you know, it's crazy that for a long time when I was younger, like, you know, it was, you'd be going drinking large cappuccinos with yeah. you know, caramel in it. Like, and you know, crazy stuff, like, you know, but again, that's fine once a month, like, or once whenever, you know, yep. but it's not something we should be doing every single day. And once you have the awareness around a few areas like that, that you might be falling down in, you kind of, you know, it, it helps the decision making big time. Big time, yeah, big time. And it gives you that freedom to know that, look, I can still have this when I, when I want it and when I need it. Um, one of your other posts there on Instagram was just about the cupboards. So like what foods we could actually, or what foods we should be kind of filling our cupboards with over the next few months again, that we're going to be here. Yeah. So obviously there's a big rush on at the moment over the last week or so. And people are just buying everything in shops. And not much fruit and veg. Not buying much fruit and veg though. No, I not buying. Bread. No. <laughs> buying, no. <laughs> buying a lot of loaded stuff, but not much fruit. Yeah. Bread. The toilet paper as well. I'm not sure what the story is with that, but. <laughs> Um, anyway yeah so I think for me anyway the biggest thing is what can you have or buy this you know you're forced to stay inside over the next while that will last you the longest period of time you don't want to be I've been often feeling people are going to be end up throwing out a lot of food or yeah. food waste and it's just you know it's not good for anybody so the simple things will be from a protein point of view if you're looking at the likes of tinned fish so tin or cans of salmon tuna mackerel stuff like that um even vacuum packed um meats can be you know better last a bit longer you can always freeze them as well so again being prepared as well if you do have things that are going to go off can you freeze them yeah um nuts and seeds what else do we have Carbo complex carbohydrates like whole wheat whole wheat whole grain pasta uh, rice sweet potato stuff like that that isn't gonna go off straight away eggs low-fat dairy yeah um and then like frozen fruit and vegetables very you know a lot cheaper and very very similar in terms of quality nice one so there's plenty there like there's plenty there with white chopped tomatoes baked beans um black beans chickpeas so many good quality sources of protein and carbohydrate that we can buy that will last that you're not going to be forced to throw out in two weeks. So yeah, it's to have them, that sort of stuff. You can always add to it as you go. Um, do you do much with bulk or batch cooking or do you advise your guys to do a lot of that or how does that, how do you work with that? Yeah. Like again, it depends on the person, I suppose, with their job, daily lifestyle, family. Um, I suppose for a lot of the, footballers and general people that I work with if they've busy schedules yeah it's brilliant if you can set set aside a couple of hours on a Sunday evening and a Wednesday get them bits of batch cooking done keep you going for a couple of days there, especially the better, like if you can even just exactly cook, yeah cook your batch cook your lunch because mm. breakfast we can usually manage if it's if we're talking about protein exactly yeah you can have eggs then we've got our lunch and it's frozen and then dinner time again most people can manage and make decent choices but I yeah. think lunchtime is one of the, for a lot of our guys, a lot of people that I'd speak to to be, the lunchtime is one that really kills them. They go for the like processed sandwich or to a deli or mm. to whatever, and they're starving by two, two three o'clock again. And then it's like, 
oh fuck it, I'll just fill it with more carbohydrates. So it's either fruit or it's either chocolate or it's either yeah. and then it's just carbs, carbs, carbs. You're, they're getting that spike, they're getting that crash down, and then it's just like more carbs, more carbs, mm. more carbs. Yeah, the knock-on effects after lunchtime, and I've seen it firsthand with, you know, when I was in a job that I wasn't really happy in, I used to get to lunchtime and it was nearly, it was a free-for-all at lunch because you needed something to make yourself feel a bit better. Yeah. And yeah. the knock-on effects that had then throughout the day, as you said, you get a burst of energy, you get a huge dip of energy, you come home from work, you're nearly in a slump, you don't feel like doing anything, you're reaching for things you shouldn't be reaching for, and it just keeps on rolling, like you can get into a, very very like you can get into a very bad routine very quickly um yeah like the big especially with we release ghrelin in the evening time um so you're naturally going to be very hungry around eight o'clock so yeah. that's why you know if you're get your meals right early in the day you have a constant yeah. supply of energy throughout the day when you get to eight o'clock you have so much good work done you're more likely to make better decisions and your body's in a better place to deal with that yeah 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 um, another big one I'd hear was, um, uh, I don't eat breakfast now. Don't mm. eat breakfast. Is that why I'm not losing weight? I'm, I'm not eating the breakfast. Yeah. yeah. It goes, yeah. goes back to the window, doesn't it? It goes back to the window, I suppose. Yeah, the window and individual choices. You know, it's, um, I'm not losing weight. Oh, I didn't have breakfast, but I had a bigger lunch. And then I had a massive dinner. Yeah. You know, like our bodies deal with that calories of, we need to be yeah. down here and burning up here if we want to lose weight. That's what I'm exactly, getting. yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, it is, and it's just the consistency of it as well. Building your nutrition and lifestyle or nutrition based around your lifestyle and your daily, you know, it doesn't suit everybody to get have breakfast in the morning. Some yeah. people get up at half five in the morning and go to work, it might not suit them to have breakfast at five o'clock in the morning, yeah. You know? So it kind of is individual. Our bodies deal with carbohydrate a small bit better earlier in the day, but if you do exercise in the evening time. It, you know it boosts your metabolism it, it doesn't really make much difference in the long term you know so it's not that you have to skip any meals or it's not going to have a huge impact if you if you are skipping breakfast it's really about the overall intake in that period of time and then over the course of a longer period of time you know yeah. over the course of a week of a month yeah so if you're not a breakfast person it's still it's not a huge deal you just still need to get them three meals right or your overall calorie intake right throughout the day if you want to be Successfully, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, we've kind of gone through. Don't count calories. Calorie deficit. I suppose just leading on to that. Then from there, um, missing meals or people that are undereaten. Have you experienced much of that? Yeah, like there, there definitely is people who are in what I suppose if you do all the figures, do all the sums on it, and you come up and say, okay, this is how many calories a person should be having, and they are genuinely a lot taking in a lot less than that but mm. if you if you're taking in less like on a really low level over a long period of time your metabolism can slow down your body actually reduces the amount of energy that it basically expends so you might think that you need 2000 calories a day but in real terms your body's only using 12 1300 mm -hmm. so and again that can happen a lot after people go crash dieting so yeah. if somebody goes and tries to cut way too much way too quick Mm -hmm. that's the sort of response you can get from it um, and then the negative impact after that is so if you do a crash diet you take a thousand calories a day less than you should be once you inevitably go back to what you were doing beforehand you'll actually put on 10 to 15 percent more weight than you did before before you even started any of this diet wow. so it's um yeah it can change really really quickly then it's like your base your body basically adapts 
to that lower intake and only uses that amount of energy. So it's um, there's a way of doing things. And I think we'd be very similar in the way we'd talk about this sort of stuff. It has to be sustainable, long-term approach rather than, than a quick fix, you know? Cool. Um, talk to me about snacks. I seen you had some nice protein balls up there the other day. What kind of do you would uh, recommend for people snacking? Yeah, so again, like I'd always try and make any of the snacks that I'd have myself. So things like, and it's not that they're low calorie or like really, really healthy. If you still, yeah. if I went down and ate all of them, protein, like I'd still be over my calories. So yeah. it's not this, exactly. It's, it's, it's really just to stop me reaching for something that was highly, highly processed. You know, yeah, but really still satisfies. And you still know that there's some level of protein within it. Exactly, yeah. So a lot of the protein balls or whatever squares or bars that I'd make, I'd add protein into it. I'd make sure that the I'm not adding in syrups or sugars or any of that sort of stuff. So I try and keep it as whole food as possible. And yeah, a lot of them would be high in calories, but I know I know that I can keep it to, to one of them. And it's really just about satisfying their cravings in the evening time because we're all the same. We all have cravings. We all have things we like. So it's about how can I satisfy that craving, be happy with that, but not let it completely ruin all the work that I've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, what about things like fruit and nuts then for snacks? Are you okay with people eating fruit and grazing on nuts? Again, obviously nuts, we've had some, some people who absolutely like devoured nuts and their calories were still, as you said, through the roof. Like, but are you, do you still let, let people, do you still advise people to do that? Do you still, what's your views on it? Yeah, uh, the nuts is a tricky one, I suppose, because they are very, very calorie dense. There's a lot of calories in such a small pack of nuts. Yeah. Um, so if you think about the regular bag of nuts you'd buy in a shop, there can be anywhere from 500 to 700 calories in that bag. And we've definitely all, got rid of a bag in 10 or 15 minutes at some yeah. stage. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's, but I'm training, um, man, I'm training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, it's just trying to keep it in moderation. You have to understand that, okay, yes, there's massive benefits to having the nuts and that, but it's just, if we go over the amount we should, it's going to push us into a calorie deficit or ca- calorie surplus, sorry. Um, exactly. So, yeah, brilliant to have, but moderation, again, is the key. Moderation is the, the big mm. word keeps coming up. Um, snack and calorie deficit, missed meals. Uh, what other kind of supplements would you recommend? We used to be big on supplements. Um, we were, we're obviously big on letting the food speak first, mm. like you were. But is there any any supplements to a healthy diet or an already healthy diet that you would add or get people through? Again, it's probably individual, but generalized. Yeah, again, very individual. But the general ones that I was saying, because we live in Ireland vitamin d is is a big one for us yeah. i think everybody should be taking a vitamin d supplement we just don't get it um you know especially if you're working inside a lot and you're coming out and it's dark when you go to work dark when you get out of work you're mm-hmm. not going to get any vitamin d so that's a that's a big one uh for people that either don't like fish or just don't include it that much um omega-3 supplements uh, can be good as well so the Eskimo oils, Moripa, stuff like that, very, very beneficial as well. Just, again, it's not massively necessary, but if you find yourself not having them sources of food, so fish that regularly, uh, it could be something to look at. We kind of touched on whey protein already. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, probiotics can be... I'm going to say, do you do anything? Yeah. Yeah, like, they can be beneficial, definitely. Like, um, again, it comes down to cost as well. Some of them can be very expensive. Uh, there's one there that, at the moment that actually came out in Cork. Alpharex is called, yeah. So, again, very, very expensive, but 
uh, the research is very good behind it at the moment. So it's it's something I definitely recommend, but it's not for everybody. And I understand that you know yeah. cost of it is is very high. But can we introduce things? So if you're looking at probiotics, prebi so probiotic sources, natural sources will be uh, natural yogurts, dairy, kefir, stuff like that. In Malloy's there actually once a week. I or not Malloy Super Value, they do a kefir. A uh, small bottle of kefir, so I make smoothies with that from time to time, maybe once, cool. twice every every two weeks or something. Um, so are we getting the natural sources first, and then the variety and the color in our fruit and vegetables is the big one for the fiber side of things? Because so basically the fiber is prebiotics, so that's what the pro the good bacteria and the probiotics will live off. So we need to have a good balance of that first for it to be able to thrive. Lovely. So we're saying. Um whey protein, vitamin D, fish oils if you're not getting enough fish, and then probiotics kind of on an individual basis and what you're, you're yeah. yourself. I know Claudia gets a great benefit on them. Yeah. <laughs> last Sunday night or Sunday two weeks ago, I said, right, I don't mind taking supplements, but I just can't, the, the habit for me is the thing that kills me. Like, so I'll just forget about it. Like, should yeah. be taking creatine, should be taking more protein, should be taking wheatgrass is what I was telling myself, and fish oils. So last Monday morning, Start of the week, filled my glass of uh, greens drink, knocked it back, hit my stomach and just went... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it can be oh, tough to get them in, all right. Stop the lights. I was like, Jesus, that's a bad sign. But, yeah, but it's uh, just being prepared, I suppose, and yeah, no one... Um, and putting them in smoothies, doing, like you said, yeah. with kefir and things like that. If, it, if it's not going to add to your quality of life or if you have to force mm. yourself to do that it's going to force you to you shouldn't be doing it yeah no. yeah the amount of people are going to say oh I, I get up in the morning and i have two raw eggs i'm like okay why <laughs> why are you doing that and like they're just rocky, you know man. rocky yeah <laughs> definitely good for you i'm like can you can you do you have time to cook the eggs and they're like yeah i was like okay yeah cook the eggs let's like, do that let's you do know that. it has um, to be enjoyable Talk to me about, we're going to wrap it up fairly soon now, but talk to me about um, pre and post workout ideas and kind of timing of them pre and post workout stuff. Okay, so the first thing I suppose is what type of training you're doing. Okay, so the, basically the longer the session you're going to be doing or the more high, it's the really high intensity training, you'll need more carbohydrate beforehand. You'll so also need some after. Like with us and they're cycling or doing long runs or things like that. Exactly, yeah. So anything that'd be, you'd be saying longer than an hour, um, or else if it was very, very high intensity, yes. like really explosive work, you'll definitely need more carbohydrate then. Yeah. So it's about matching it to your training. Timings then can vary. Again, depends on when people are training, what their work schedule is. Uh, you'd be looking at, if you were to have a big meal, so your say a main meal, lunch, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you'd want to have that roughly three hours before a tough session. If you wanted to have a snack, then maybe 60 minutes to 90 minutes, so an hour to an hour and a half before the session, um, they'd be kind of the, the rough timelines for before training. So again, carbohydrate, good source of carbohydrate, complex carbohydrate could be sweet potato, for example, with a source of protein. So it could be chicken fillet, small bit of veg. That'll give you what you need to get through the training session. On the other side of that, if it was just a snack you were going to have, it could be something as simple as a couple of tablespoons of natural yogurt to give you a bit of protein and carbohydrate with some granola for extra carbs and a bit of fruit as well. It's very, very simple. Mm -hmm. uh, Post-train and then people think that they nearly need to be running out of the gym to get something into them and it's not really the case. So after training, you're looking, there's a window there of two hours where you want to be kind of 
getting something into you. Moderate portion of carbohydrate, high portion of protein. So again, carbs, proteins, post-training, really, really important. Uh, you don't need to be rushing home or rushing out the door to get it into you as long as it's in that two hours. Uh, after training um yeah so that's really it this, the, i suppose if you're training late in the evening as well just to make sure or yeah late in the evening can be tough people might want to have a big dinner you know before they go to bed mm-hmm. so it's about getting some sort of protein into you again dairy options are good yogurts are good because they give you that slow release of protein throughout the night which is really really important because you don't want to be going to bed you know n- with nothing in the system not being able to recover waking up in the middle of the night hungry that side of things. So it's important to get something into it, but it doesn't have to be a massive meal. Okay. Um, fasted workouts, any benefit to them? It's something that you, there's a, the research is kind of mixed on it. Um, some showing really, really good stuff. Some showing not so good stuff. Um, so it comes back to the individual really. Again. It comes back to the individual. It comes back to the individual and the type of training they're doing because yeah. If you're someone who's gone out to a really, really high intensity exercise or session and they have no carbohydrate in them at all or no food in them, they're going to be at massive risk of injury. So it's huge from that side of things. Uh, The ideal or the scenario that I would say it would be okay to use it in is if you're doing something light, if you're going for a light jog or a walk in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can be decent in that scenario to you know, help burn a small bit of fat at that time, or at least, you know, promote that. We're not 100% sure, will that actually work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it definitely won't do any harm, as long as it's not going to impact you negatively or, you know, put you at risk of being in, getting, suffering an injury or something like that. You know? Okay. Um, is there any um, negatives to eating too late at night? Um, I suppose if you eat too much, nine o'clock kind of thing. People's it's in people's head. Oh, you can't eat past nine o'clock. Like, yeah, I know. So that probably came from this whole twelve-hour window or time restrictions and things like that. So if you were up at seven o'clock in the morning, you have breakfast at half seven in the morning. Ideally, you want to be finished eating at half seven in the evening. So basically, like if you're eating any in any longer of a window than twelve hours. So if you're eating in a window of fourteen or fifteen hours a day your body actually doesn't use fat for any sort of energy as, as well. So from that side of things, yes, it's good to stick in the window. But again, if you're training late and you don't want to be going to bed or hungry, so you have to eat something. So it kind of changes based on, on um, the individual scenario and that. But, um, and the training. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing, honestly. It's serious, some serious, serious information. I hope our guys get a lot from it. Um, just kind of let them know where your handles are and where they can find some more. Obviously, you do a lot on um, recipes and different tips and stuff like that. Yeah, so Instagram is kind of what I do most of my stuff on at Evan Regan Nutrition. So it's uh, again, they'll never find. Yeah, yeah, you'll do well to find <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, so I suppose over the next while, I'm just trying to be a bit more time in my hands as well, um, trying to give out simple tips, simple recipes. Again, anything that I put up can be. A lot of it is basic. It can be adapted. If the stuff that people like, great. If the stuff that they don't like, how can I change it to suit? That's kind of the overall thing. It's just to give people a bit more information. Um, like, I think this is, it's a huge opportunity in a lot of ways for people because you're going to have that bit more time, bit more health focused. You might be able to try out new recipes. You might be able to try new foods that you hadn't never had before or might not know how to cook. Um, from your side of things, like, I think there's going to be people being more active because of this time, you're having even brilliant service at the moment with the online workouts or home workouts. It's, it's huge for people. Um, 
so I think it's it's a great time for people to buy into yeah you know making some changes really big looking time. for areas yeah big time like it's it's Use the time new, yeah nutrition and your exercise are two of the things that we can actually control at the moment you know there's a lot of things out of our control work you know what's going on with the COVID-19 everything like so there's so much that we can't control but if we focus on the things that we can control you know there's massive gains to be made there Savage you need a cookbook now that's the next thing that's the next thing yeah I don't know like go that far but get the cookbook out yeah. <laughs> right boss thank you very much I appreciate it and no I worries. thanks soon. for having me on thanks buddy see you later all the best Thank you.